0: Hello, everybody. It's Melissa. I'm back already. I just recorded an episode yesterday and I'm already back for more because talking about what I talked about yesterday, which was loneliness, got me really thinking a lot about friendships and relationships, which honestly is a thing that I think about a lot, um, because it is something that presents a struggle in my life on a pretty consistent basis. Um, friendships, relationships in general, socializing, all, all of that stuff that's like intertwined. And uh, yeah, yeah, it just got me thinking about a lot of stuff. And I just wanted to, to talk more about some of this stuff that's related to friendship. So here we go. So um, my last therapy appointment, I talked to my therapist about my my struggles with friendship and my feelings of loneliness and stuff like that. And she asked me how many friends I have. And it was funny because I honestly did not know how to answer that because I honestly do not know because it dawned on me that I don't really know what a friend is. Like, how do you quantify that? Like, give me an outline that specifically states what a friendship looks like, and then I can tell you how many friends I have. But just being like, so how many friends do you have? I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, how many people do I talk to over DM on Instagram? How many people do I see in person on a frequent basis? How many people am I comfortable with? Like, what do we mean when we call someone a friend or when we ask someone how many friends they have? Um. And I'm like, yeah, I don't don't really know how to answer that therapist. Like, I guess maybe... If we're talking about people that I'm really comfortable with, that I feel like I can talk to about pretty much anything, and I can be myself with, and I talk to on a semi-regular basis, uh, the answer would be two. I have two friends. Which seems like a really low number. <laughs> and i was kind of just like two i think i have two friends i mean this isn't including my partner i also consider my partner a friend obviously but like in the context of just talking about friendships i'm going to exclude them so outside of my lovely partner uh i have two friends <laughs> so one of them does not live here one of them is my best friend since 6th grade and she lives in washington state which is two states away from me which is really sad and if she lived here i would be so happy um, but I do have one friend here where I live. But then it's like, what about the other people in this city that I live in that I sometimes see and sometimes talk to and have some things in common with? Are those people considered friends? How about the people who I never see and never talk to about anything like super personal but we respond to each other's posts on Instagram and be like oh haha like my dog does that too oh yeah cute whatever yeah are those friends is that a friend I don't know how do we know what a friend is do you have an idea does anyone out there know um so <laughs> I think this led me to thinking about, like, why friendships are hard. And there are many reasons. But one of the big reasons is that there are really no rules. There is no clear-cut set of behaviors or expectations or you know I I, okay so like to me I get really hung up on and confused by the interaction part of friendships Um, I don't really know what what's appropriate and what's not. Um, as far as like, let me elaborate on this. So like how much should you be contacting a person who is a friend? Like how often should you reach out? How much is too much and how little is not enough? Do you know what I mean? So I don't want to be bothering someone. I don't want to be trying to talk to them or hang out with them too much. And to be honest, like, that's not going to be a problem. I don't do that. But like in the past, I feel like maybe I have done that because maybe there is a person who I'm really like vibing with and I really am interested in spending time with them. And I'm like, did I, did I come on too strong? Did I contact them too much? Was it, you know, is like this whole, <laughs> it's like this whole tug of war in my mind of like, okay. Like, how do I proceed here and not seem like I'm not interested, but not seem like I'm overly interested? Um, I don't want to be needy. I don't want to be annoying, but I also like want the person to know that I like hanging out with them and maybe I would like to hang out with them more. So that's a, that's a tricky part for me. And I I mostly now, like these days, I feel like I err on the side of caution, which can, I think, make me seem like I'm not interested or like I'm distant or like I'm really independent and I don't really want any friends Um, because I'm like, well, you know, if if that person wants to hang out with me, they'll contact me. Or if I make one attempt and it doesn't work out, then I'm like, well, balls in their court. Like, (laughs) I don't want to keep pushing or keep reaching out because is that okay to do? I never know how to gauge it. I just don't know how to gauge that. And it makes me feel really insecure. And I don't like feeling insecure. It's easier just to be by myself and not feel any of these feelings. Um, But then that's where you get to the point where I'm at right now where you're lonely. So um, just yesterday, actually, I was supposed to have coffee with let's call her a friend. I don't know. I just talked about how I don't really know how to quantify friendships. Maybe I will make, okay, I'm going to go on a little tangent here. Maybe I will make myself a friendship quantification chart. If this isn't the most autistic thing that anyone has ever said, I don't know what is, but uh, hear me out. What if I made up my own set of guidelines? is that okay to do? I just need something that I can look at and be like, all right, here's what this is. Let me look at this chart. Is this person a friend? Is this person an acquaintance? You know, like what level, maybe there's different levels of friendships. Maybe I could create a friendship level system. Like you're a level one friend, you're a level three friend. Like, hmm, ooh, The thought of doing this makes me feel really satisfied and comforted, so maybe I will actually do that. Oh lord. Okay, so anyway, for the purposes of this story, I will call this person a friend. So I reached out to her because I haven't seen her in a long time. I know her through um, the gym that my partner and I used to own. She was a member, and then she taught yoga for us for a while. She's a yoga instructor. She's super nice, super cool. Like, I feel comfortable with her and she's on maternity leave right now. So I like reached out to her and I was like, Hey, I, you know, we haven't seen each other in so long. And you know, because the pandemic and everything, like let's get together soon. You know, if you have time and she was like, Oh, sure. Let's have coffee. I don't drink coffee, but I would have got like tea or something. Let's have coffee this week. And I'm like, okay, cool. Fine. So we planned it. And I was like, cool, that was easy. Like, I just... I said, let's hang out. She proposed a date and time. I said yes. We're set. Of course... Okay, so of course it didn't work out because it never does. I don't know why this always happens to me, but it seems like nine times out of ten when I make plans with someone, they fall through. Which, in a way, we all know it's like... Sometimes that's kind of a relief. But really, like, I had... I had made the plan for yesterday. I had, uh mentally prepared myself for the hangout yesterday morning and I was ready but the night before she reached out to me and was like hey I'm not feeling well I'm starting with a cough uh I feel like I might have COVID and I was like oh no no let's not hang out then so she's like I'm gonna go get tested tomorrow I have a doctor's appointment and like I will we can reschedule totally like I was super excited to see you and I'm like okay yeah me too yeah let me know what's up and let's yeah please let's reschedule and so now we are at this point where we had something planned the plan did not happen and now I'm confused as to where to go from here I know she said that she was going to get tested for COVID, and then we could reschedule. Does that mean... To me, that means that she is going to reach out to me to reschedule. But if she doesn't, then do I reach out to her to reschedule? I don't know how to do it. If she doesn't reach out to me, I honestly, knowing myself, I just won't. And then we'll never see each other again. So... (laughs) But it's things like this that I get so hung up on and confused about that I feel like comes this comes naturally to everyone else, not everyone else, not probably not you guys, if you're autistic. Um, but, hang on, I gotta wipe my nose. Of course, I'm still having residual hay allergy from feeding my goats last night. I don't know what I'm going to do about this problem, you guys, with the hay. Goats need hay. I'm allergic to hay. It's becoming a real problem in my life, but that's here nor there. That's not what we're talking about right now. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get sniffly into the podcast. Um, so, you know, there's... <sighs> if there was just a rule, like, okay, here's the rule. Whoever cancels the plan, which was her is the person who is responsible for rescheduling the plan. Is that a rule? If it's not, it should be a rule and someone should write it down and give it to me in like a book or a pamphlet or something. This is what I need. This is what I need for all of us to have as a society. Can we have a friendship rule book? Can there be certain things that are outlined? Like, here is a schedule of how often you need to contact someone if your friends. Here's how often you should be hanging out. Here are the types of things you should be doing. Here are the types of things you should be sharing with each other. I'm telling you guys, the chart is seeming like a pretty good idea. I want to figure out what levels of friendships people are at and what those different levels look like. This is a really intriguing thing to me. You know what? I've been... Okay, so I've been taking a communications class as one of my classes. And it's a general education class that I have to take. And I was like, you know, this will be kind of interesting taking a communications class. Now now, especially that I know I'm autistic, and I'm like, I know I talked about this on the podcast, or maybe I posted it I think I might have posted it on Instagram I talked about it at some point of like you know what I feel like oh yeah I did an episode didn't I on communication I don't even remember see this is how bad I am about this um I feel like I'm a pretty good communicator but then like yes I did do an episode because people oh now I remember okay because people wrote in and told me their struggles and and I read some of those on here okay so we have discussed this so yeah Communication Weird. I'm like, how am I going to do in this class? I don't even know. Guys, the class... Okay, so I'm taking communication and I'm taking trigonometry. <laughs> Out of those two, which one would you think would be easier and which one would you think would be harder? Like, I don't know. For me, the math class is... Leaps and bounds easier than this communications class. The communications class, though, is a pretty low workload. She doesn't make us memorize anything. She makes us read, and then we do these little mini discussion papers, and it's like, it's honestly like it should be a cakewalk, this class. And so it's not hard in, like, the conventional sense of the word hard, but for me... (laughs) The concepts that we're talking about, some of them are really hard. And the math, I think it's even more contrasted, like how hard the communications class is for me, because the math class makes so much sense. Because math is just a set of rules. Math is very structured and logical here is how this works. Here is the formula for this. When you're trying to figure this out, you use this formula. That's it. It's not ambiguous. You don't have to read into it. It's all set up. The communications class is... (laughs) It requires a lot of abstract thinking in a way that I'm not good at abstract thinking. Like, I'm an imaginative person, I'm great at making up stories, fictional stuff, creating things in my mind. But when you ask me a question that is abstract in the way that my communications questions are, I get really stumped. I should have... I wish I had an example for you guys about like the types of questions that that I have to answer in this class, but I will sit and stare at my computer screen for an hour and be like, how do I answer this question. Um, our first paper for this class is due next week. And I wrote the paper yesterday and it's just answering a series of questions of these types of questions. I put it off. I've, I've known it was due for a while. Um, and I'm kind of working ahead in this class. Um, because it's all, this one's all online and I ante- I've i been meaning to write this paper for the past, like, three weeks, and I knew what the questions were, and I just couldn't get myself to sit down and do it because I'm like, this is so hard. <laughs> Thinking about this kind of stuff is so hard. Um, so, but the first question on this paper that I had to write is the answer that I wrote is probably the most autistic answer that this teacher will, she'll probably be like, what is this person's deal? Because I just feel like it's very, I don't know. Let me tell you guys. So the question that was asked were, or was, what theories do you have about how and why people use communication to establish relationships with others? Huh? Does anyone else have a problem with that question? what theories do you have about how and why people use communication to establish relationships with others? And I was like, oh my God, how do I even answer that? What kind of, that is such a broad question to me. There's so many details of that question that I want to know before I can answer it and I'm just like I don't even know where to begin you guys that are listening who are autistic would this question be hard for you to answer and this is what the whole class is it's just answering questions like this so far I've done fine I feel like I'm faking it till I make it right now But so the whole first couple of paragraphs of my paper are this question, the answer to this question. And what I came up with was that really, I think that people use communication for three reasons. The first reason being necessity, the second reason being social convention, and the third reason being connection. So the examples I gave in the paper was that when we communicate out of necessity, it's to have a certain need met. Like, I need to get my oil changed. So I call the mechanic, I make an appointment, I go in, I tell them what I need to tell them about my vehicle so that they can service it. That was all communication. But it was out of necessity. It wasn't like I was in, like that was an enjoyable conversation. It just needed to be done. Conversations based on like a social convention is like if I'm at the dog park with my dog and there's another person there with their dog. By the way, I hardly ever go to the dog park because there's always people there who want to talk to you. which is fine sometimes and other times they're just weird. Oh my god, this reminded me. <laughs> this reminded me of on Hannah Gadsby's stand-up special on Netflix called Douglas. If you guys have not watched this, I feel like I mentioned this on the podcast before. If you have not watched Hannah Gadsby's stand-up called Douglas, it's on Netflix. She's autistic. She is hilarious. I relate to her so much. But she does a bit about being at the dog park and having someone come up and talk to her and how incredibly awkward and inappropriate she was by accident. And um it's hilarious. So anyway. Uh so this is like if I'm at the dog park and another person's at the dog park and they come up to me and they have a puppy and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you know, like we start talking about like having a puppy and being a puppy parent and like the perils of that and whatever. And our, our conversation lasts five minutes and then we leave the dog park and we never see each other or talk again. That's a communication based on social convention. Another one would be like in the checkout line when the person is like bagging your groceries or whatever. And they're like, hello, how are you doing today? And I'm like, I'm fine. How are you doing? Like, we don't need to do that it's social convention, right? It's polite. It's what you do, whatever. And then the third reason you communicate is for the purpose of connection. And this is where we communicate, you know, with people who we are in touch with long-term or who we're trying to build some sort of relationship with, or the people in our family, the people who we're in romantic relationships with, people who we're having friendships with, the communication-based, more complex, type of communication, right? Because this communication is ongoing and long-term. And uh, there's more opportunities for growth, but also more opportunities for pitfalls with this type of communication based on connection. So that is what I came up with for my answer to that question. And I'm like, if this is not the most logical and delineated answer to this question that this teacher's ever heard. I don't know what it is because I basically just laid it out (laughs) in like a list type fashion and I hope that's okay. Another thing that's hard about this class is I there are really no set rules for like I don't know how I'm going to do on this paper. In math, you have 20 problems, and you do them, and if you get one wrong, you got it wrong. For classes like this, where she's like, just write a paper and answer these three questions in the paper. She did say that each question had to be one to two paragraphs. I'm like, thank you for letting me know that, at least, because... Otherwise, I'm like, how long of an answer do I need to give? Does it need to be one sentence? Does it need to be one paragraph? Does it need to be one page? I don't know. So she said one to two paragraphs per question. Thank you, teacher, for telling me that much. Um, But other than that, I don't know. These are very subjective questions. So I don't really know. Did I answer right? I just told, like, I guess it asked if I have any theories, and I guess that's my theory. I just thought of it yesterday, but then after I thought of it, I was like, yeah, that is kind of how I view communication. You know, it sort of serves its purpose with different people in different ways for different things, and that's that. That's really all there is to it. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'll let you guys know how I do on the paper. (laughs) I don't know if I talked about this in... Uh, I don't know if I talked about this yet. I was telling somebody. Was it you guys? Sometimes I'm like, did I tell the podcast or did I talk to like my partner about this? But people in my math class are starting to talk to each other and like get into little friendship groups. Little clusters. I, I think I did talk about this because I like to sit in the same spot. And I don't want anybody... I don't want to. I just want... <laughs> This makes me sound horrible, but like, I don't know. And my teacher's always like, you guys can like talk and help each other. Like, I'm like, no, I just want help from you. You're the teacher. You help me. I don't want to talk to my fellow students about this. Can I just come and do math and then leave? I'm not trying to be a bitch. I don't dislike people. Some of them, most of, a lot of people I don't dislike, but that doesn't mean that For this class that I'm doing for one semester, that I need to make any friends in my class. Would they even be friends? How do we quantify it? If I spend a semester sitting next to you and talking about math problems, does that make us friends? I don't think so. I don't know. Anyway. (sighs) I just had to get all that out. Thanks for listening again. This was just me rambling on more and more about friendships and relationships and how confusing they are. And this is the thing that I feel like I do talk about a lot, but it is one, it is one of the most prevalent things in my life that shows up because of my autism. Um, social stuff is just really tricky and confusing and hard for me. And its it's honestly not getting any easier with age. You would think that... As I'm getting older, I would be getting better at this stuff, but I feel like I'm getting worse at it. But I think the reason is because I'm becoming more authentic and I think when I was younger, I was trying so hard to fit in and have friends that I, at my own expense, was forcing myself into relationships with people where the friendship wasn't even really that good of a fit but I just felt so pressured to have friends and have what everyone else around me was having that I would sacrifice my own comfort and happiness just for the sake of saying I have friends or whatever. I don't even looking back, I'm like, were those even friends? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Obviously, I've said that like 50 times in this episode. Like, I don't know what a friend is. Uh So I think that's why is now because I just, I'm not willing to do that anymore. I want true connections with people. I want to hang out with people I enjoy. Um, But also I'm honoring my own feelings a lot more. And maybe that's not a good thing sometimes because it's causing me to become more prone to isolating because that is the easier thing to do when I'm like oh I'm just honoring myself I'm gonna stay home today and be by myself whereas before I might have pushed myself to go out into the world and like do a thing with a person um which I don't know is always like the best thing either like how do you know when to honor yourself and be like you know what being alone today is fine being alone most of the time is fine And when do you know, like, when you need to kind of push yourself outside of your comfort zone and go meet a friend for coffee, go invite someone to do something with you. Like, cause honestly, if I did that when I felt like it, it would be hardly ever (laughs) if I only did it when I felt like it. So I don't know this, this stuff is getting harder and harder and harder as time goes by. I just don't really know how to, it's fine. Maybe I'll make the chart do you guys think this is a good idea? Oh God. I don't know if I have time to do that, but I like doing stuff like that because it gives me a sense of control over it. You know what I mean? Like, let me make up rules for this thing that has no rules and that's comforting. And how did I not know I was autistic for so long? Oh, Lord. Okay, so I'm gonna let you guys go. This has turned into a longer episode than I thought it would. Where am I? Uh, da, da, da. Oh, my God, it's almost 30 minutes. I thought I was just gonna hop on real quick and like, discuss a couple of things, but I really got going there. Um, I have felt pretty talkative the past couple of days. Whereas like for like a week before that, I hardly talked at, like I did not feel talkative. Does this happen to anyone else? There are times where I'm just not talkative at all. I'm like, I don't feel like having conversations. I don't, I'm pretty quiet. I just, I'm living in my head a lot. And then it seems like suddenly I'll like flip the other direction and I'll be like, I feel like talking now. So now I'm going to talk and talk and talk, and talk, and say all of the words that have been, like, inside me for the past week, not wanting to come out, because I was just like, I don't feel like talking, um, and now I'm just like, talk, 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 so I don't know, I'm either, this is like the all or nothing sort of thing that presents itself in many areas of my life, it's like, I either don't feel like talking at all, or you cannot shut me up, I'm either not hungry or I want to eat everything in the pantry. I either sleep soundly like a baby or I don't sleep at all. It's like, there's no in-between anything. There's no gray area in my life at all. I'm either super, super interested in something and I can't stop reading and learning and thinking about it, or I do not give a shit about it at all and I could not care less about it. Like, it's (laughs) all or nothing. All or nothing. What is gray? what is the gray area? I don't know. Okay. So see, I'm still talking. I'm going to let you guys go now. I have to get on with my day anyway. (sighs) Okay. So as usual, if you want to reach out, you can email me. I'll put my email address in the show notes and also, um, the, uh, Instagram handle go follow on Instagram and I mean, if you want, I always hate telling people to, it's like, I'm so bossy. Go follow on Instagram if you want to, if you're on Instagram, follow or don't, whatever. Okay. All right. I'm going to let you guys go. I will talk to you next time. Goodbye.